Friends, we're going to begin a new sermon series this day, and I'm going to have more on that in a few moments. But as we begin, I want us to turn uh, to the creation poem that we know as Genesis 1. Listen now for the word of the Lord to all of us this day. Listen to this poem as if you've heard it for the first time. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God, God created them. Male and female, God created them. And God blessed them. And then further on in chapter 1, And God saw everything that God had made. And indeed, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember when we were so ready to leave 2020 behind? So far in 2021, we've only had three Wednesdays, but the first one uh, brought about an insurrection at the United States Capitol. The second Wednesday brought about an impeachment. And the third Wednesday, this past Wednesday, uh, brought about the inauguration of President Joe Biden. 24 days into a new year. And we've already packed a lot in. But 24 days in, it's left many of us uh, feeling like we're running on fumes. Emotionally and spiritually and physically and psychologically. It's much more than we could have ever imagined. And it's left many of you uh, to email me and to text me and to call me uh, asking uh, similar questions. Questions that sound like this. So Matthew, do you have any advice for how we are to live these days? I think it's a good question. It's a valid question. What I hear beneath that question is this. Uh, Matthew, how does our faith guide us to live in this season of uncertainty? How does our uh, faith guide us as we seek to live with the stress of COVID? How does our faith guide us as we seek to live in the midst of the divisiveness that we find in our society and our nation? How does our faith guide us to live when it feels like our lives are so full that we can't handle one more thing. Friends, these are good questions. And I believe our Christian faith has much to say about how we live with intention and purpose in every season of our lives. And I believe um, our faith has something particular to say to us. In this particular season, in this particular time and place that we find ourselves in. Uh, so for the next four weeks, 
We want to explore four ways that we can walk these days intentionally and purposefully. And so I want us uh, to begin this Sunday by focusing on how we can walk these days as a tired, weary, and exhausted people. Because you know exhaustion can take on many forms. You may be uh, physically exhausted this morning as you're recovering from an illness. You may be exhausted uh, from the stress of trying to work uh, from your kitchen table and uh, as you try to teach your kids elementary school, all the while uh, still providing meals and cleaning up and trying to stay connected to your spouse or your partner as you try to manage to still be a decent friend. Oh, you may be exhausted by the weariness of a social isolation this day. You may be exhausted by the uh, political discord in our country. You may have had enough. Uh, You may be exhausted by the fact that you feel like uh, you are no longer in control of your life. You may be exhausted by uh, trying to care for a loved one from afar. Or maybe one who uh, lives just down the street and you're exhausted this week from just trying to get them a vaccine. You may be exhausted and find yourself irritated by it all. You may be exhausted this morning from the 1,478 Zoom calls that you've been on over the last eight months. You may be spiritually exhausted trying to worship alone, trying to worship away from this campus and this uh, sanctuary, no longer feeling like you have a, a true connection without this community. And friends, can I just say I get it? Exhaustion seems about right. You may be exhausted from me talking about how exhausted we are. I've certainly felt it. There are weeks that I feel like I'm running on fumes. I'll have to admit it. My first thought is when I'm faced with that exhaustion, I'll just, you know, I'll just drink more coffee. Find the extra gear of inspiration to be found in a venti coffee from Starbucks. You know, I'll just work my way out of this. A few weeks ago, I was uh, running on fumes. I was halfway through a a large cup of coffee that just wasn't doing the trick. You know, I was in a conversation with a friend who happens to be a professional coach. He's a professional coach for companies like Google and Facebook and the like, and I told him I was feeling flat. I said, I just couldn't get it into gear. And he said, yeah, no kidding. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you're not alone. He says, everyone in the United States is feeling this. Physiologically, uh, our bodies weren't made to withstand the heightened adrenal state that we are in. At most, our bodies were made to tolerate three weeks at a heightened state. And we're going on nine months. I just laughed. 
And when he said this, I said, oh, you mean that we're not made to be at this level of stress and anxiety and production? He goes, no, we're not. And I said, oh, it's like we need Sabbath now more than ever. And he smiled and he said, simply put, yes. And he said, uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, none of us recognize that we need rest. None of us uh, recognize that we need time away. None of us uh, are recognizing that we actually need to um, uh, unplug and recharge because uh, it seems that everyone's searching for that extra gear like you are, Matthew. That extra boost of uh, productivity. He said, Matthew, did you know that coffee sales in the United States are at an all-time high? We are drinking more coffee than we ever have before. I merely lifted up my coffee cup and put it in front of the camera, and I said, checkmate. And I said, I just drink this all day, every day. And my friend wisely asked, and how's that working for you? Friends, he was right. I needed to be reminded of the deep and abiding truth that we are human beings, not human doings. I need to be reminded of that because I'm, I'm, a, I'm sort of hardwired type A achiever, producer. And I need to be invited, interrupted almost. I need to be invited to rest and to recharge and to reconnect. I wonder how many of you this morning need to be invited to take a break. How many of you need an invitation to rest? To take time away from business as usual? Or to give yourself permission, uh, maybe not to do your chores today? Or given permission, uh, maybe not to reply email at every hour of the night. I wonder how many of you need to be invited uh, to use the red button at the top of your remote and to turn off the news, to simply disengage from the anxiety of politics for a day. Or I wonder how many of you uh, need to be invited to indulge. Don't worry about cooking dinner tonight. Order out. You know, our Christian faith reminds us on the very first page of Scripture that we are human beings. Our text said this morning, made in the image of God, made in the divine image of God. And simply put, we weren't made to live like this. We weren't made to run on empty. We were made to live in the abundance found in God. Uh, We are hardwired from the beginning to know our sacred identity in God. And it's in that identity that we find our purpose and our strength. And here's the good news, my friends. You don't have to go in search of that truth. You don't even have to go in search of God. 
You don't have to uh, look outside of yourself for the promise made known in our passage that we read this morning is as close to you as your very breath. In the second and third centuries, uh, there were a group of Christians that fled to the desert after Jesus was executed by the Roman Empire. These uh, early Christians lived as hermits. In uh, our modern times, we would refer to their lifestyle as a monastic. In fact, uh, the entire monastic movement can be traced back to them. And we call these people the desert mothers and desert fathers. And we can trace them back to the second and third centuries. And they teach us, if we get quiet enough, if we get still enough, if we create space for rest, we will come to hear the voice of the divine made manifest in each and every one of us. Uh, they teach us. We will come to hear the name of God in our very breath. For in our very breath, we will come to know the words of the psalmist. God is as close to you as your very breath. Friends, I want to invite you in this season, on this day, to reconnect with the divine. To find quiet and stillness so that you can be reminded of your connection to the source of all life, so that you can be reminded of your connection to the source of all love and the source of all grace that is as close to you as your very breath. Thanks be to God. Amen. Having heard the word read and proclaimed, I invite you to join me in the affirmation.